Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, my name is Sid Roth, and welcome. I said welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest had a download from heaven for this generation of what you need to do, what you need to do to cause your destiny to be in sync with what God has called you to be, to cause your family to be in sync with what God has called your family to be, to cause your nation to be in sync with what God has called your nation to be. And he's going to share the words from heaven that will cause you to be a world changer. I'll tell you, Pat, your father, and I, I have to use this to describe him, he was quite a thug. Now, of course, his father was Jewish. He, he was probably, a, would you say he was an atheist? You know, they had bought into Catholicism, had become Catholics, and, uh, but they weren't practicing. And, you know, I was talking to my dad about it the other day. Somewhere along the way, God left our home. God was pushed out. And so it wasn't until I was five years old that my dad had a radical encounter with God. And uh, he worked for the mafia, was from Detroit, were, were drug dealers. But it was one night, no one had ever been saved in our family. And my mom got saved two weeks before at a Southern Gospel uh, uh, concert, came home, and the anointing was so strong on her, he got miserable and angry. And one night he said, God, if you're real, and had an encounter. And uh, at that moment that he got on his knees beside a commode, plus dope down the, the, the commode, it changed our family. The family lineage was changed at that exact moment. And since that moment, out of our family has come uh, 130 Christians. Within five, three months, he walked away from the mafia. Within five months, he was in Bible college. And then he got filled with that spirit thing that messed everything up. <laughs> and. Uh, and so, you, so but, 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 you know, as you were raised, you saw miracles. You saw angelic provision. Tell me two real quick. One time, my parents were very poor. My dad moved to, um, we moved to Alabama. And he's pastoring, he started pastoring these churches that I always call are good for one thing, the making and the breaking of a man of God. Everybody's got to put their time in. And, uh, but we were very poor. And we would sit at the table. Nothing on our plates, no food, and he'd begin to pray, and he'd say, Holy Spirit, bring someone to the house. But one night, they, they, mom and dad loaded up. We lived in an old church. Mom and dad loaded up, 
and uh, went to a, a meeting somewhere. My sister and I were at home and my brother. We lived on the freeway. You could see anywhere for a mile, any direction. In an old church, double doors, old building. A man knocks on the door. He said, is the master home? Well, I figured he was talking about dad, although we didn't call him that. And, and um, he said, give him this. And we shut the door. It was an open envelope. The man looked like what I believe Jesus probably looks like. And there was seven $100 bills in there. I yanked the door open, and he was gone. My parents came in, and they were pastoring this church. We're living in an old church. It was very poor. They had prayed, God, we need $700 if we're going to make it while they were gone. When we opened the door, he was gone. Angel of the Lord came. It was an angel. Another, over and over, we have experiences yeah, like that. But, but at... According to my notes, at age 16, you were filled with religion. You were backslidden. Right. You were drinking. You were in trouble with the law. Uh, you were out with some buddies doing no good. Right. And uh, what happened to you? I saw what a lot of people have seen. And there's people that are watching this right now, and you need to understand the Holy Spirit's going to invade where you're sitting. You're going to feel the breath of God on your face as you're sitting there, and you're going to feel the glory of the Lord. And I need to warn you, if you're a cutter, your scars are probably going to disappear, and we'll, we'll go to that in a minute. But I, I often had encounters with God, but I saw the opposite of encounters many times in religion, in the church. And I just began to believe that it wasn't real. I'm driving down the road late one night, my friend and I, and uh, we had been drinking, 16 years old. And we're driving down a steep hill. The car was blinking 85. And even in my drunken stupor, I would get under conviction. I'd start weeping. And I could be in a service and just begin to weep before God. Anyway, we're riding down the road. And Sid, a car came towards us. And my friend was really, really drunk. And uh, wasn't a believer. And we were in the wrong lane. And I began to scream, move in the other lane, move in the other lane. At the moment, this car came head on with us. I screamed, Jesus. My mother would always say things to me like, I plead the blood of Jesus over you. We'd walk out of the house. It was crazy. Uh, my friends would say, what you'd say? I'd say, she's not right. And uh, <laughs> don't worry about it, dude. I'd walk out of school. There'd be Crisco. We couldn't afford olive oil. There'd be Crisco all, all over my car. And my, my mom, I'd, she'd come by and anoint it. And I'd say, mom, what are you doing? And she goes, I said, you're ruining my paint job. She says, you, you alive, ain't you, boy? And... Um, <laughs> And I'll never forget, because she was always anointing us. I'd wake up with anointing oil. But I'll never forget, that night, that car, when I screamed Jesus, that car went through us. And my friend... But wait, wait a second. Now, you were drinking, so maybe you didn't see that. Here, here's the thing. About, it was so real that it sobered us both up. I pulled off the road, and it was two weeks later where I heard the Lord whisper to me, if you don't give your heart to me, if you don't cry out to me, your time will be limited. And I knew, because Romans 1 says he'll turn you over to yourself. I knew he was calling to me. I knew, and I had had encounters. And, and I even knew I was called into the ministry. The best way to know you're called in the ministry is you wake up thinking about it, and you go to bed thinking about it, and everything that happens to you will be a great sermon illustration. If that happens to you, you're called. <laughs> and, and I'll never forget, because I pulled off, we pulled off the road, and my friend was crying. Did and he happened? said, did you see what just happened? And I said, I think that car just went through us. And it was two weeks later, Sid, that I was, I crawled out of bed late one night. And I said, God, because I'd seen my dad pray like that many nights. If you're real, and I share this all over the world to teenagers and adults. And if you're real, I need you to prove it. So I got on the floor because that's how I'd seen my dad pray. 
And I don't know if I was asleep or it was a vision, but he walked in my room. And I was so wounded by church. I had seen so many things. People, you know, sheep bite. And I'll never forget because all of a sudden God walked into my room. And I had said, if you're real, you need to come in here or I'm never serving you. I had planned on going to the Air Force Academy and all this crazy stuff. And the Lord walked in and he said, son, first thing he said to me, he says, I want you to follow me. But he said to me, I'm sorry, my bride has hurt you. And I'm laying in the floor weeping. And I gave him my heart, instantly filled with the Holy Ghost, instantly began to pray in other tongues. And that was the radical revolution. By 17 years old, a year later, I was youth pastor. Okay, I want you to hold that thought because after he gave his heart to God, he began to hear words, one in particular that's in the Bible a lot, the word remnant. We'll talk about it when we come back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! If you love watching our It's Supernatural! TV program, you can now watch hundreds of archive programs online, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, on your computer, your smartphone, your iPad, or your favorite tablet. ISN will be the vehicle to equip you to being normal, normal as defined by the Bible. Just log on to SidRoth.org forward slash ISN. We now return to It's Supernatural! So, Pat Chatsline, here's a word that changes his life forever. Tell me about that moment. Sid, I was out jogging one day, and I always say that when I jog, I run about 10 feet and sit down and cool off and, uh, <laughs> so that I don't overdo it. And, and I'm out worshiping the Lord, and I'm crazy when I'm out worshiping. I just, it happened today. God gave me a prophetic word today. And I'm out worshiping the Lord. And you've got to understand, over the last four years, I've had a transformation season. After traveling two million miles around the world, speaking to young adults, students, adults, God began to do a dramatic transformation in me prophetically. So I'm out worshiping the Lord in one morning, and I'm down in Dallas, and all of a sudden he said, Pat, I'm looking for a remnant. I ran back to my hotel room. I pulled up uh, on my computer just because I had heard the word remnant, but I didn't understand it. I do know that I used to lay carpet in high school and college, and they would say to me, throw the remnants away because the remnant is the piece that doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. So I looked up the word remnant in the dictionary, and it means what's left over. It means a rag. So I said, okay, Lord, you're speaking to me. And he said, son, I'm going to raise up a remnant that will shake the nations. That in the darkest of hours, those that will stand for truth. The word in the Hebrew and the Greek literally means what's left over after a group has been destroyed or a group has followed apostasy. We're living in a time where people are chasing false grace. People are twisting the Bible because they think culture uh, can change God's word. But the remnant of those that will rise up and lead. Romans 11 verse 5. I began to study the verse. Romans 11 verse 5. So too at the present time, there's a remnant chosen by grace. All through God's word, it speaks of the remnant. From cover to cover, the remnant are those. And and, and the Lord spoke to me on this. He said, Pat, he said, for years you've told a generation how to live. Now tell them who they are. Because identity breaks curses. And when you begin to tell a generation, you are the remnant. You're the ones that, you're not an oops, you're not an accident. You're a rag in the hand of God sent to clean up the messes. You're the ones that will rise up and lead the revolution. And then, right after God speaks that, he gives me a dream late one night. I'm laying in bed. I have, I have a sleep disorder called revelation. And 
Why, why would you pray that I get that? Because <laughs> I have crazy God dreams. And I have, sometimes I have weird ones. But, but I, I'm laying in bed. Next thing I know, I'm transported. And I'm sitting at this old, and I believe you were there. I believe you were there. I'm sitting at this old uh, restaurant, like on Route 66, a diner. And there's key leaders from around America. And there's a giant radio in front of me. And I, I'm sound asleep. And in the dream, I'm turning the channel on those old radios that would light up. And every time it would say, I'd turn it, outbreak of God in New York City, the remnant is crying out. I'd turn it again. And I remember because Reinhard Bunke, who's a uh, uh, father of my life, was sitting there in the dream. And I'm turning it, and we're all laughing and crying. Outbreak of God in Nashville. Outbreak of God in Charlotte. The remnant is rising. Outbreak of God in Seattle. Outbreak of God in Miami. Outbreak of God in Birmingham. I woke up, sat up in the bed, and I looked at the clock. It's, it was midnight. I'd only been asleep for 30 minutes. My beautiful wife, Karen, looks over at me and she says, God's in our room. What's going on? And I looked at her and I said, God's not done with America. There's going to be an awakening. It's coming. And I, I ran upstairs. Uh, you, know, you know, many times at night, uh, just, uh, you know, to help me uh, calm down to go to sleep, I'll turn on the news. But, you know, the news is no. so horrific these days, I don't even want to watch it anymore. What you described is the type of news I want to see her about. My uh, stadium's going to be filled. Well, and, and, and the Lord spoke to me. I jumped up, ran upstairs to my office, emailed Reinhard Bunky late at night, and he emailed back, and he, he always emailed back was, I know. I mean, it's, thanks. And, and uh, because he says, Pat, God showed me too. But the reason why I say that is, Sid, we're living in the darkest of times. We're living in a time where truth is the new hate speech. We're living in a time for those that, that want the encounter of the Holy Spirit. God is about to, I, I call them the cave dwellers. God is calling forth the cave dwellers, the ones that have been sitting and waiting for the encounters. And, and the Lord has begun to speak to me. The, the, the remnant are those that will have the secret encounters, those who will get untangled by all of their junk, those that understand that he is prophesying over them. He's singing over them. And the remnant are the ones, and I've seen it in services. It's crazy. Uh, I, I will be sharing and and three or four thousand or three or four hundred or three or four, it doesn't matter. About halfway through the message, thousands come running to the altar. And the altar is the raised platform made of wood, stone, or steel in which something's brought forth to die upon. And the only reason why churches don't have altar calls anymore because some, somewhere along the line they think Jesus came with a feather and not a sword. But he said, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats. And goats will eat anything and never turn your back on a goat. But God says, I'm looking for those that will stand up that have been wounded. The ones that have scars on earth that are testimonies in heaven. In fact, scars are proof that you've made it through. Scars are proof that you started healing. And God is going to raise up the ones that when all of a sudden the world looks out and we're going to see 11, 12, and 90-year-olds preaching on, on platforms. Okay, I want you to paint me a picture of the next two years of what these remnants are going to be doing within the next couple of years. Paint me a picture. I believe three things. There's going to be an outbreak of God, and we always think that it's in the big church, the mega church. It's not so. That's not remnant. The remnant is a small group. It's, it's the churches of 30 or 40 that know how to cry out and have angelic visitations. It's, it's not about the mega church anymore. It's not about the watered down. It's those that are chewing the word. Three things are going to happen. We're going to begin to see moves of God in cities that break out where people are crying out. Number two, it's going to be very dangerous to be a Christian in the next two years. Because if you speak against the death of children, if you speak for purity of marriage, Matthew 19... You need to understand society doesn't want to hear what we have to say anymore. And just as Israel is under attack, just as Russia and Syria joining forces, 
and Israel feels all alone. I honestly believe that, and the Lord gave me a vision of this, that tanks are going to begin to fill the streets of America. And I believe that in the next two years, we're going to see a crash of the economy, but the remnant will rise up. Listen, everybody wants revival, but they don't want to pay the price. Revival is when God just gets so sick and tired of being misrepresented, I, He shows up. I believe you heard, um, according to my notes here, you got 34 proclamations from heaven. Yes. And I want you to proclaim this over the remnant when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Call now and get Pat Schatzlein's Supernatural Remnant Package, which includes his revolutionary book and his transformational three-part audio CD teaching series, I Am Remnant, plus the Manifesto of the Remnant poster. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9250. As one of God's supernatural remnants, you will discover new freedom in the arms of a loving Savior who has forgiven your past and gives you power and authority over your future. Become one who walks in deep intimacy moment by moment with God. Understand that God is not mad at you. He loves you because He's your Heavenly Father. Receive the powerful supernatural remnant anointing to heal the sick, raise the dead, and bring salvation to the lost. Plus, you will receive this one-of-a-kind manifesto of the remnant poster. God downloaded these 34 prophetic words to Pat for you to proclaim. The remnant will revolutionize the world, demonstrate God's kingdom, and be part of the worldwide revival. This is your moment. This is your destiny. You weren't created by chance. You're not just fulfilling some space on earth. You need to understand there's a clarion call coming out from heaven right now saying, will you rise up and lead? It is the last play, the last act, the last scene on planet earth. Now, your name is being called. This is a message from heaven for you. You are remnant. Don't miss out on getting Pat Schatzlein's Supernatural Remnant Package, which includes his revolutionary book and his transformational three-part audio CD teaching series, I Am Remnant, plus the manifesto of the Remnant poster. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9250. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9250 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, when you talk about love, something happened. You didn't know it was going to happen. Tell me about the first time people that were cutters People cut themselves because that's the only pain in their life they can control. Tell me what happened to the cutters at this meeting when you were sharing about love. Four years ago, I was sharing a message called, Why is God so mad at me? And the concept, he's not mad at you, he's mad about you. And the Lord had spoken to me, rewrite my resume to a generation. So I'm at a big festival out in California. My son is with me. And, and uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm out there preaching, and there's thousands and thousands. And I, I get done speaking, and God moves. People get healed. People get saved radically. You know, the Bible says in John's, John 14, verse 18, I will not leave you as an orphan. And it says, I will come to you. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that we don't have a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of sonship or daughtership that we can cry out, Daddy, Jesus. 
There's a reason why I'm sharing that is because as I share about why is God so mad at me, it's all about people think the reason why people think God's mad at him is because they don't understand him as a father and because they see their earthly fathers and they're wounding. But all of a sudden, my son comes to get me. I'm in, in the trailer. I've just got done speaking and I had traveled all night to get to Monterey. And my son comes running and goes, Dad, you got to come outside. And I said, Nate, and I'm going to my hotel to rest. I got to speak again tonight. He goes, Dad, come outside. And so I walk outside and there's kids lined up with their youth pastors. And they're holding their arm out to me like this. Craziest thing. I go, what, Nate? He goes, Dad, they're all cutters. And in the middle of your sermon, their scars all disappeared. I found out that God usually speaks when you're the most tiredest because that's when it proves it's him. So... This began to happen over and over and over. Youth pastors weeping. I caught this one cutting this morning. Look, there's still blood there, but no scars. And this is the first time it happened. And the manifestation began to happen over and over and after that. A scar is proof of 80% healing. So when you've got a scar, you're only 80% healed. But the Lord spoke to me and he said, son, when I enter into somebody with my love, I, can not only, I, can, I will not only heal the inside, I'll transform the outside. So in November... November this last year, speaking in front of thousands in Indianapolis, and I get done speaking. God moves powerfully. I go to the back, and this beautiful little blonde-headed girl comes running up to me, and she goes, can I talk to you? She's 16 years old. I said, sure. And she said, you don't understand. She said, I've been raped by my father, raped by my stepfather, and raped by my boyfriend. And I I just looked at her. She said, but when you were preaching, I pulled off my Band-Aids, and all my scars were gone. She said, God healed me. And what I believe with all my heart is, the enemy is doing everything he can to destroy a generation. 25% are dead because of abortion. The rest, he'll just confuse because culture lies to a generation through culture, words, and experiences. If he can reshape their identity and instill the God identity in them and then begin to manipulate them to cut and destroy their bodies. But what I'm seeing with the heart of the Father is that he is calling. Uh, in some of our services, I'll have them dance with the Lord. Little girls dance with the God and, and, and young men. Because we have a generation, 34% that have grown up without their fathers. 72% in the inner city. So when we say worship the heavenly father, like, what's that? But see, the remnant who God is raising up, it doesn't matter what they were raised in. What matters is who they've been called to. And how he's going to take them and shape them and form them. And I believe okay, God... Okay, you can start it right now. Okay. Proclaim some of the statements God told you to proclaim over the people right now. The remnant consists of the failures, the fatherless, and the freedom fighters whose pedigree is that of a scarred Savior. Now, he gave me 34 of these, so i got to be careful. The remnant knows that they do not stop where they should have because Jesus didn't. The remnant understands that they have the power and the authority to change culture, and culture does not control them. Who is the remnant? It's the ones that God is raising up. You are remnant if you're watching this right now. You need to understand you're not an accident. You're not an oops. You're somebody that God has handpicked. The remnant understands that they don't need the stage. They simply need a place to have an encounter with the Savior. You are the remnant. You are the ones chosen. God says, I will raise you up right now as you're watching this. Oh, I feel his glory right now because his hands are all over you. Everything you've gone through, the enemy tried to kill you with, but God says, I'm going to take it from the enemy. Romans 8, 28, I'm going to work it for my good for purpose. The word purpose means created for public display. And God wants you to know that everything that was designed to stop you, he actually allowed it to happen so you would have a testimony. You would be able to rise up and say, enemy, you didn't get me. Who is the remnant? The remnant of the ones is simply will not bow. The remnant are the ones that will stand up. The 34 proclamations God gave me, he said, you tell them. The remnant are the ones that hunger and thirst after righteousness because they understand they shall be filled. That's the remnant. So the question I have for you right now, 
If you want to be remnant, number one, you must believe Jesus died for your sins and proclaim with your mouth that he's your Lord. That's right. Number two, you must ask. Everyone who asks, everyone who asks will receive. I want you to do exactly Come on. What, what you did as a young boy. Cry out. You went on your face crying out to God. I, as, as we end this show, it's not going to end for you. I want you to get on your face, and I want you to cry out and to say, God, I want my life to count. God, I want to be a remnant. God, I must know you. God, I'm desperate for you. God, I'm hungry for you. God, I need you. God, you're the only one that counts. Mm. God, I'm not Come wasted. On. Come on. God, I have value. God, now, 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 now. Yes, Pat Schatzline received a download from heaven concerning God's call to those who would be his supernatural remnant. In the Bible, from cover to cover, it's about the remnant. It's not about the big crowds. It's those that will stand up and declare the truth. And the enemy would love for you to stop where you should have died. But God has called you to another level. He's been waiting on you. You're not an oops. You're not an accident. You're not a failure. You're somebody that's been handpicked by God. Pat Schatzline has been given an anointing to help you become one of God's supernatural remnants. Call now and get Pat Schatzline's Supernatural Remnant Package, which includes his revolutionary book and his transformational three-part audio CD teaching series. I am Remnant, plus the Manifesto of the Remnant poster. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9250. We've gotten reports from people all over the world that when they've read I am Remnant, literally they've had encounters with the Holy Spirit in their bedrooms, in their cars, in their office. As one of God's supernatural remnants, you will discover new freedom in the arms of a loving Savior who has forgiven your past and gives you power and authority over your future. Become one who walks in deep intimacy moment by moment with God. Understand that God is not mad at you. He loves you because He is your Heavenly Father. Receive the powerful supernatural remnant anointing to heal the sick, raise the dead, and bring salvation to the lost and broken. Plus, you will receive this one-of-a-kind manifesto of the remnant poster. God downloaded these 34 prophetic words to Pat for you to proclaim. So parents can hang them on the refrigerator. Teenagers can hang them in their lockers. Businessmen can hang them in their office. It's 34 proclamations of what it means to stand out in a dark time in history. The remnant will revolutionize the world, demonstrate God's kingdom, and be used in the greatest harvest the world has ever seen. Are you bold enough to declare, I am remnant? This is your moment. This is your destiny. You weren't created by chance. You're not just fulfilling some space on earth. You need to understand there's a clarion call coming out from heaven right now saying, will you rise up and lead? It is the last play, the last act, the last scene on planet earth. Now your name is being called. Are you going to do something about it? This is a message from heaven for you. You are remnant. 
Don't miss out on getting Pat Schatzlein's Supernatural Remnant Package, which includes his revolutionary book and his transformational three-part audio CD teaching series, I Am Remnant, plus the Manifesto of the Remnant Poster, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9250. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9250 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guest was the worship leader for one of the greatest moves of God, revivals of the 20th century. His passion as a worship leader is to so reach his heart to God that the presence of God comes in.